faction. Politics of it's also Star Wars of are very again. It's it's very easy to just be like rebels empire or new order or whatever but again yeah. but i will say little things like that that was like oh yeah it's like a little reference to clown war and like okay cool count dooku i know who that is yeah who's the man in the best mask he's the man the lorian who gets paid to do random tasks it's the man the lorian this is the way he'll say and then he'll be on his way all right and we are live with another episode of the Mandalorian After Show, episode six of season three. Uh, this is the show brought to you by the Keeg, where li- we literally just watched the Mandalorian uh, season three. Hold on. Episode six. Anyway, uh, yeah, sorry, I had to think. Uh, <laughs> we just watched season three, episode six at midnight. It dropped. We're here at 1 a.m. Pacific time on Wednesday to talk about the episode that literally just happened. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and uh, co-host, Sarah Zidney, a.k.a. Miss Marauder. Sarah, Hello. Delightful. I'm very happy in my life and in uh, in that episode. That's Delightful. great. Love it. Wait, does that normally happen? Your, like, life in the episode matches up in that, in that way? Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, sure. <laughs> Okay. When the episode is good, your life is good. That's how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Is that true? Uh, No, that's not true. That's okay. true. It's true today. I got yeah. many things that I wanted. I'm very happy. Great. And some things that's I great. didn't know I wanted. It's just. Yeah. Including that awesome shirt. Thank you. That is a very uh, cool shirt. I have to wear it here because I can't wear it during my live sessions with my students because they will quiz me and I don't know that much about One Piece. My daughter made me buy it. Is this a loves... One Piece thing? It's a One Piece. Yeah, it's the devil fruit from One Piece oh. that they all give you different powers. And I'm afraid that my students are going to be like, do you really watch One Piece? And then I have to admit that like, I've You're seen, a big fan. I've seen like 40 episodes, which is like 1% of One Piece. Yeah, I thought there was just There's like a thousand shirt. episodes. And yeah, I was like, why would, your, why would your students be quizzing you on fruit? It's like, yeah? Well, what's no, that? Yeah, if uh, you zoom in, no, they're... The kiwi. Yeah, they're the devil fruit from One Piece. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I would have just gotten that shirt. Oh, there you go. Town, <laughs> and people would have been like, One Piece. And I'm like, yeah, yeah like, peace out, man. You're like, no, it's a shirt and pants. Is it a shirt and joke. pants? No, I'm One oh, Piece. Oh, One like Piece. This, oh, man. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's two pieces. I paid. Two I paid pieces. for a three-piece fruit two. shirt. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, for those of you who are watching us live, you're watching our live stream on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or YouTube.com/slash the Keeg Show. Um, and if, in case you are watching us live, you can see who our guest is. If you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, you cannot see who our <laughs> guest is. Let me introduce her. It is Blue Lambert herself, Cry Baby Blue. Blue, what's up? How's it going? Dude, it's like 1 a.m. I'm on three different coffees right now. I have my Star Trek shirt on for a Star Wars podcast. We are living it up, my dudes. I have so many thoughts and opinions about this episode. I am. I am a troll, and I'm here to cause chaos. So let's do this, gang. Let's do this. It is. It's 1 a.m., so let's do this. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny because I, for the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie, I was looking forward to it, and I did like the movie. But when I went to see the movie, I wore a Darth Maul shirt. And this is the exact opposite of that, Blue. 
you're wearing Wonderful. a Star Trek shirt to it, this episode. It's like full circle. It's like full yeah. circle. I, yeah. I don't know that much about Star Trek, but what I will say is that I feel like everyone has those pieces of media that are just random that they go back to all the time. And mine specifically is the blooper reel from the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. It's yeah. One of my favorite things to watch that and like Tom Holland doing Umbrella and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like lip sync. Okay. Like those three things are like yeah. my comfort YouTube videos. For sure. I think I get that. I get that. I think mine is the Twilight commentary that they do mm-hmm. when they're like, you know, by like Robert okay. Pattinson when he's like narrating like how he felt during this scene. Fantastic. If you haven't seen that, go see it. Go watch Twilight if you haven't watched Twilight, guys. It's a wonderful film. With with yeah, great dialogue in that movie. Like, was it? Is it? Hey, Bella, what's up, Loka? Is no, that, what, that oh, is it's New where Moon. You, it's where you been, Loka? Where you been, Loka? I'm sorry, I misquoted that wonderful. Um, excuse me. It's where the hell you been, Loka? Where the hell have you been, Loka? (laughs) And then the first one is how you like in the rain, girl. So bad. It's so bad. And then you have hold on tight, Spider Monkey. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have in our fourth film, uh, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness monster. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, Mandalorian, though, right? Uh, what I was saying to Blue before this episode is that, ironically enough, this was the most Star Trekky of the man, like the Mandalorians ever yeah. been. And it, I mean, Sarah might not be able to grasp that because you said you I don't. Like Star Trek, I don't. No, no, no. It's not that I. I'm just not very familiar with it, but I understand oh. the concepts yeah. of Star Trek, so I I can agree. Yeah, blue. Do you were you gonna say I, something about that? I know I, I was gonna say it definitely agrees. Like it had that sort of like there's a very larger aspect of camp to Star Trek, especially um the old original Star Trek, uh that in comparison to the Star Trek we have today, JJ Abrams. And so like that is really what this felt like. There was a lot of cameos, obviously, that made me lose my mind there were a lot of cameos yeah there were um we and then we had all of these like just like little plot points and again it's like you're leaving a little mystery um you're going to all these different places like you're exploring a whole planet it it felt like again it felt like a star trek episode it did but in a good way not like blatant copying but just had it did have that like feel to it and it was you know it it was kind of refreshing honestly it was nice i'm like this is something a little bit more lighthearted. you know yes we're still connecting to the overall plot but this is something that is kind of like just cool to see it's fun to see bo-katan and Jin interact um and then lizzo and jack black showed up and i literally sat there and i'm sorry when the doors opened i was like is that lizzo and then yeah. it had the exact same reaction, but for Jack Black. Well, and then I saw I, Lizzo from a mile away. From yeah, Jack Black, yeah. I had to like hear his voice and then yeah. kind of look and be like, oh shit. That's why I was. It's like yeah. I clocked Lizzo and then I was like, wait, that's Jack Black. And then I was like, wait, that's Lizzo and Jack Black. And then there's Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I Christopher clocked, Lloyd. I, I clocked all. Jack Black's <laughs> voice. So then I was looking for him and then I totally missed Lizzo and then I saw her and I was delighted and I know this is out of order but when Baby Grogu jumped into her arms it's the best thing that's ever happened on my yes. television. And then, and and then she knighted him. She knighted him? I'm sorry. Yeah. Sir Grogu. Um, the, the way that I know that was the best day of Lizzo's life 
because she loves Grogu so much. She dressed up as Grogu for Halloween last year. I didn't um, know that. She did. Yep. It was amazing. Um, I just, and the way she was like giving him little head scritches and like feeding him. Yeah. Incredible. It was fantastic. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, it was, it, it, it just, it reminded me of, um, it just reminded me of like more like star, um, sorry, my brain. It just reminded me more of like Star Wars Rebels episodes, Star Wars Clone Wars episodes, where it's just like you have just like a little bit of a brief break from like the main storyline that you're getting. And we just get to kind of explore a little bit more of the characters, see a little bit more of like the individual interactions, because yes, we have gotten time with Bo-Katan and Jin, but it's just, it's nicer to see, it's fun to see them in this kind of environment. And it's really, I feel like this episode did a really good job of showcasing um, how Jin just has like this connection to all these different cultures and um again also when it comes time for Bo-Katan how she's also able to use her experience being in the Clone Wars to connect with other people who have also went through that as well so I feel like they have like this really interesting dynamic to them where he knows what the what the world is now like post um Clone Wars and she has a really good idea what was like before Okay, this is something also. Sorry, people seem to forget there is an actual age difference between these two. Like, even though their actors are very similar in age, Bo-Katan's like fifty years old. He's st- he's in his like thirties. There is a very big age difference between them and what they have experienced and what they again. It's because of their the, his appearance that it doesn't look like that. But well, like, how old is he supposed? He's actually supposed he's, to be third in his thirties. He's like in his thirties in the show i'm like 90 percent sure he's supposed to be in his 30s because he was he was he started at the start of the clone wars he was a I'm kid 90, right he was saying the clone wars the, like yeah during the clone wars yeah and she was um in her 20s oh so you're saying happened. like he's only like his experience of like the world compared to hers like they've just had very different experiences even though they are both under the fall of like the imperial rule and everything they both have like he has a lot less knowledge about what things were like before the clone wars um what things were like during the clone wars she has a lot more knowledge about that and again like how that interacts with battle droids as well um, and like how she talks to them so it's just it's very interesting to see these two different people coming from who are technically bound by the same planet and the same like background and culture but also very much not yeah that's my little feel din has to be about five years older than no 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 probably not probably like 10 years older than luke yeah he's like 10 it says years that he's in his he's in his like mid to late 30s and she's in probably her late 40s early 50s and luke is in his early 30s at this point i think so like that's what it's supposed to be timeline is very messed up timeline is very much all over the place so i realize we can't talk about that a lot but i think back to my but like the really big point i was trying to make is they just have very different experiences with how they've like obviously um interacted with the world but i think this really showed especially in how Jin reacts like interacts with their cultures and then how she because she's been so very much focused on Mandalore that she hasn't really had time to interact with other I don't want to say species but other cultures as well so you get to see how um there was an aspect where I did have like a moment where I was like maybe he should lead the Mandalorians I'm like you know he has actually a pretty good concept of this he doesn't want to but I was like you know what if you did I guess that would kind of make sense because you do have all this knowledge of like 
politics of different cultures but then you also kicked battle droids and then i was like okay dude vibe he just hates droids <laughs> yeah yeah hates them this was a weird droid episode i let, let, let's take it in order um just for the sake of this because the droid stuff was kind of weird but okay uh this starts off with a love story between a quarren and a mon calamari right weird it was weird i don't i don't know who voices the quarren but it sounded familiar and i can't i can't quite place it did i i feel like i'm trying to look it up i feel like this was a really cameo heavy episode so i would not be surprised if like they were also like very famous people there have been i feel like a lot more cameos this season than literally any other season we've had before we literally got zeb in last season and i'm i don't know how many if you guys are super familiar with Star Wars Rebels, I'm heavily familiar with it. So when I saw him last episode, I lost it. I was so happy because this, again, Ahsoka is going to be all about Star Wars Rebels and the Ghost Crew. So it was like 10 out of 10. Best thing I ever saw. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I am a Rebel super fan. I'm like officially on Sabine Watch. And I was like, look, I didn't get to be in this episode, but I got Lizzo and Jack Black. So literally, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, that was a good oh. handoff. <laughs> yeah, I Suppose- screamed when I saw Zeb last week. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, supposedly the, the Mon Calamari that was in the beginning is Tom Holland's brother. Huh. That's a, supposedly what people are saying online. So, like, is every or all like, it's just everybody in this episode, just a bunch of cameos. I guess so. Which like again, I'm not, I'm not mad somebody? about. Because I feel like this was a cameo-worthy episode. I feel like if you had brought this in at any other time, I would be really annoyed. But I think this was just, it was just like, it was a good cameo episode because it wasn't super plot-heavy or anything like that. It was a fun episode. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you just need fun episodes. And I feel like this episode may get a lot of backlash because of that, because it's not like super intrusive to the story. But it's like sometimes you just need something that's a little bit silly and a little bit fun and it's nice. And at the end, we got such a change because then Bogotan goes straight into you know, Bogotan mode and I'm like, "Damn." So it's it's a it, it felt balanced. It felt balanced to me, you know? Yeah. Uh Bogotan holding the dark saber. I mean, I I like Bo-Katan having the dark saber. That being said, it took her two different series to get it, but Din Din had to give up his his best car spear for that dark saber. Now yeah. what does he have? Here's here's the thing. He I just have son. to say, yeah, he has a son <laughs> who can use the force to help Lizzo cheat at space croquet. He just holds um, he holds him out like this. Uh, he's got <laughs> blasters. Uh, he wasn't using the dark saber anyway because he sucked exactly. so bad with it. Look, I did not get Sabine this episode. I still have faith that I'll get her before the season is out. Um, you I say Sabine? Get Liz- oh, Sabine. Sabine. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, keep, I, got- I keep thinking Satine. No, I've given up hope on a Satine reference. I've given up all every, hope. Every single time. Because I feel like they had so, there were so many chances in this episode to him, for him to, 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 like, for her to just be like, oh, yeah, my sister. You know? It was also or a like- duchess. Yeah. The, the, like, the, my sister was that- also a duchess. Um, she was in love with Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, and then she was violently killed by Dark Maul, by the way. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. Like, again, there's just so many, so many instances. And then again, then you see Zeb and it's like, okay, you guys know. You guys know. So then where, where like, 
it's okay. It, it reinforces though my idea. If we get Sabine this season in live action, it reinforces my thought process that they're not mentioning Satine because it's going to confuse people when they meet Sabine. So they're going to go, wait, that's her sister? I thought her sister died. But that would that wouldn't make a lot of sense. I would like to say the only thing I like more than seeing Lizzo and Jack Black on this episode of The Mandalorian is being right. So I would like to refer back to when I said, shouldn't Bo-Katan have the Darksaber because that creature disarmed Din and then she disarmed the creature. So by the transitive property, the she legally legally should have the Darksaber. Uh, In a court of law. And it turns out that that is the case. So I am a genius. I right. am very happy that she has the dark and that everyone bought it. Cause I think our thought process was like, are people going to believe that? Does it need to be like a proper duel? But uh, apparently it doesn't. Yeah. I, mean, so she, I think she won it fair and square. Qui bono, you know, who, who benefits? See, I get, I get, <laughs> I bono. <laughs> Qui bono is who benefits. <laughs> I know. It only, again, it only took her two different series to get it. Because yeah. again, Star Wars Rebels, she gets it, right? And then we go into The Mandalorian, and I will never forget when Moff Gideon like pulled it up and I was like, wait, how did that? But she finally got it. Only took her two different series, and then she finally got it. And hopefully yeah. she doesn't lose it next season. And I like how much time they spent in the previously on reminding you about the Darksaber and the Darksaber rules. It was a long previously on. They spent a solid like Minute, minute talking about the dark saber rules and i'm like okay it was a weird previously on like it was a long intro and it was like an involved intro like they didn't cut the scenes up mm-hmm. into small two second increments they were like no here's 10 seconds of a scene yeah it's like this is the monologue this is important you yeah. guys need to remember that this is a very important thing yeah for those of you that don't have a dark saber hanging on your wall uh this is the rules of the dark saber again just a little refresher Every time I see those, I'm always like, that's for my mom. That's the lesson for my mom. Um, exactly. Like, because I, I do watch The Mandalorian with my parents as well. And I definitely do. I do have to do the thing where it's like, okay, let's pause. I'm going to recap. I'm going to remind us. Well, here's the little spark note summary, you know? And again, yeah. when I watched them, um, when I when Zeb showed up and I like lost it, they were like, why is this such a big deal? I'm like, okay, well, see in this other series and then this other series and then Ahsoka he's going to be there too. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, sometimes you get a pause and you're going to be like, so that was nice this episode to have like the explanation there for you, you know? Yeah. They pretty much spelled it all out in that previously on. Yeah. Um, and we got to see that thing die again, which I thought was kind of sad because it's a mechanic. It was this mechanical creature, but mm-hmm. we never see who's it like creatures. eye is that like yeah. who's in it? You know what I mean? Which again, I feel like we're going to get a lot, again, I do think like we're going to get a lot more questions answered um, when we go back to Mandalore. Because there is, like, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Because there's also the people um, who live underground and um, yeah. said like, oh, they were there when we were children as well. So it's like, okay, how has this species survived? Um, and we only have like, what, two episodes left? Is it, there's yeah. eight or nine this season. Eight. So I definitely feel like, season four um i feel like i think it's already renewed is going to so we we may get more focus on like what like how like mandalore is going to like grow again so maybe that's what season four will be about so maybe that's when all these questions are answered um what the showrunners have said though they don't really know what they're doing with the series now on record they're like i mean 
I don't know what they're doing. They said they're like, yeah, we don't have an idea for like how the show will end. Oh, that's what they said. And when any, and no, for me personally, when any showrunner says that, it it does fill me with a little bit of worry because then it's like, okay, well, which way are these, like, what's the payoff? Like, what is the payoff then at the end of the day? What's the arc that we want to see? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, let's, um, this was just a weird episode. (laughs) Um, I mean, let's, let's take it, uh, Let's take it back a little bit. Um, now I'm trying to figure out what my notes actually mean. Uh, other than the, the Mon Calamari Quarren thing, that whole mm-hmm. thing, weird. We see tentacles, The tentacles reaching yeah. out. Yeah. I was like, okay. Like, this I is mean, a fun way to establish that they're mercenaries. Like, this is cool. Oh yeah, they're yeah. Yeah, they um, had a line where he said, "I thought, uh, I thought the Mandalorians were honorable," and then she says, "Like, yep, if you have enough credits." And I was like, "Oh, that's a bleak outlook, but okay, <laughs> I'll take I mean, it." It's yeah. true, but. Uh, it by the way, Bryce Dallas though. Howard directed this. Just so oh, we know, of course she did. I know. <laughs> did you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why I, I think it. that. I think that Bryce Dallas Howard walked in to like the before the season meeting and was like, look, Bo-Katan, it has to be helmet off. Like, I will not, like, I will not have my name attached to an episode where we don't get to see Katie Sackoff's face. And they were like, yeah. okay, we'll have her take the helmet off. Are they? Shout out to her wig looking so good too. So like good. her wig looks so good this season. So Are they hooking up? Who, I Bryce would. Dallas Howard and, and Katie Sackoff? And Katie Sackoff? In my dreams, mine now and now in mine. So <laughs> I'm glad we're having the same. I, I respect women, I respect women. I swear, just saying. Anyway, I swear. every I time, they're, also, they're right to love each other. Every time that Bo Katan and the armor are like staring at each other, I get like a little bit more on board with that ship. Like a little, it's hap every time they're in a scene together. I'm like, there's just something about the way they talk to each other that's very charged. Yeah. When she told I her guess- to take her helmet off last week, I was like, are you guys having a kiss right now? Listen, all I'm going to say is that people who weren't Din to be with Bo-Katan feels very, it feels very much, I'm sorry, I'm going to, this is a completely different conversation. It does feel very heteronormative and it does feel yeah. like the stereotypical trope of because she's the lead girl and he's the lead guy, obviously they have to get together. And right. For just so many levels it's like don't don't do that at all it it is so dumb if anything go back to that one planet with leah clearwater from the first season okay mm. if anything is gonna happen i i got the the bickering between them in this episode i got very strong sibling energy yeah um and i uh i i i i don't know if people i if people see it good for them i'm not here to yuck anybody's yum um, but I don't, I don't get it. I'm here to get to the yum. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I, uh, I don't, I, I think maybe there was a time when you were like, oh, the two of them are working together. But I think this episode, it was a much more, uh, I liked their dynamic a lot. It but felt it very give buddy cop. More. Yeah, it was very buddy cop. Very, yeah. yeah good cop, bad cop. Yeah, good mm-hmm. cop, uh, kick a droid cop. I I I, yeah. I was like a droid cop. I I'm sorry. I laughed so hard when he started doing that. I was like, you know what? Yes, <laughs> are these are the, the this is detective skills. These are detective skills. 
Absolutely. It's not nice. I People online are saying, like, essentially Din was a racist cop in this episode. That's what he was. He, was, he always has been. Against is. droids, right? Against droids. Yeah. So aggressively. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I'm going to be honest, other than the whole, like, Clone Wars where the battle droids are, like, they're bad. I get it. Mm-hmm. I do feel bad because the battle droids are kind of, like, the, the normal battle you. droids. They're kind of cute, so right? Cute. They are, but I think that's 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 always been the charm, though. They're so much fun. They're just again, that's but why they I don't get, want like, them to die. The, yeah, exactly. Like they just get so much of like the fun little lines. They're so cute. Like Roger, in the Roger. prequels, Roger, Roger. It's like that type of thing, and it's like oh no, like that type of stuff. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's like I, I don't know. I do think it like honed in though, because so many people, it's like we feel like R two D two and C three PO are like completely different entities, but it's also like. It, it, it is like the no all droids do have feelings you know it's like respect them as like respect them and again that's just like part of the larger conversation i know like so many levels so many levels but i do think um jen you need to you need to get over it you need to get over it at this point we get it and i feel like again in the bar he like again had it smacked in his face when they were literally like no we actually like serving you guys because you created us so yeah why not? and you're you know? cute little the cute little uh what do they call lifespans organics where they were like you guys your lives are so short and you made us so we owe it to you to help you i was like first of all that's very sweet second of all if you're trying to reason with din jaren (laughs) as a droid this is not you're not this is barking up the wrong tree Um, yeah this is not good this is you know you're not gonna get any empathy from him um as a droid i mean this guy literally tried to, he was like, you know, there's one good droid I know. He's all the way on a different planet. Yeah. There's like no chance of him getting reprogrammed. I'm going to make it happen. Which is the wildest thing. Like you watch a reprogrammed droid sacrifice its life for you. And now in a bar full of reprogrammed droids, you're like, like, let me kick them until they fall over. Like, don't, haven't you... It's okay. It's so okay. he has to unlearn. It's a long unlearning process, right? It's he's a long gotta, unlearning process. He's got to go to a yeah. sensitivity um, course about droids. I was about to say, he needs to go to a sensitivity support group. Yeah, and in- inclusion. Therapy. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about Plazir 15. It's an outer rim planet. It is. It considers itself the only real democracy in the galaxy, right? And... Uh, it's being it what was run by royalty, which is the yeah. Duchess and her family, and then after the fall of the Empire, Imperial Facilities Officer Captain Bombardier, played by Jack Black, amazing. Uh, just the I love na- that name. I love. I feel that like name. he came up with the name, right? Like I feel like Jack Black was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Bombardier, of course." Yeah. Uh. He marries a duchess, so he's democratically elected, maybe? Is he a democratically elected? Yeah, so basically... He is. I think, I yeah. think she said that, yeah. Yeah, they they all became... So everything is... Again, this is like a whole... There's so many questions raised, because it's like, what is a democracy? But it's like, technically, like this does count as a democracy, because they are able to like all like be quote-unquote equal as possible because they all seem to be living in like almost like same equal living conditions so they're all able to 
So it kind of does make sense. And I do think it's a refreshing take on the outer rim because we've seen so many planets that are like, oh, it's super hard to survive in the outer rim. But they're like vibing. They literally are chilling, you know? Right. And the entire time I was waiting for the, I'm like, okay, when is like Lizzo going to try and like kill Pedro Pascal or something, you know? But then it <laughs> oh. doesn't happen. <laughs> like, I'm that's glad what I was that expecting. didn't happen. I knew Christopher yeah. Lloyd was the bad guy here well i thought it was jack black at first but then they introduced christopher fucking lloyd like wild. why would they introduce him if he wasn't i don't know important i mean christopher lloyd i was just like yeah. if you're just here because you're christopher lloyd again i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad about it but i was also like yeah so um, like you're you're saying like oh christopher lord might have just been like hey can i just do like this like five second thing Listen, I don't know. I was invested. I was invested in the episode. Okay, I wasn't thinking about Christopher <laughs> Lloyd's little temper tantrums that he might have thrown on the side. Okay, yeah. notorious, I'll... notoriously a diva. Yeah, no, that's not true. That's not, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get super libel. Um, also, he shows up at your door. Like, <laughs> no, he's already here. Um, he's been here all along. Uh, Lizzo also in her outfit. I know that her character probably has a name, but I'm going to continue calling her Lizzo. When they were out uh, the Duchess, the, I think is all the Duchess. I got. Yeah, when they yeah. were out on the balcony, she has this like holographic like yes. back piece train cape thing. Oh. That was so cool. That was so cool. Um, oh, was, I at first I thought it was just like a sparkly like train coming out of the back of her dress, but yeah, then it was like a big old like hologram piece, back piece hologram. So cool. I didn't I didn't notice it, but very cool. You know, good for her. Yeah, one um, of my favorite things in Star Wars: the fashion, always. Oh, uh, yeah. The pa- Padme would be proud for sure. Look. Like Star Wars is the is the first place that I've ever seen like capes actually be part of fashion, um, because before that it's just superheroes in capes and it's, that's a different vibe, right? But like Star Wars capes, Lando, Krennic, like just always rocking capes. I love those capes. Capes and capes and cloaks, yeah. Capes and cloaks, love good cloak. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I also thought it was interesting that he said. We can't, Bo-Katan being clever as always is like, why don't you just turn them off? And that the reasoning was these people live in such excess and like they've gotten so, it was very kind of like Wally, right? Where yeah. they just like have the food delivered to their face. Where he's like, you know, if if we turn off the droids, then they have to like take out the trash. And so they voted to like, just have every once in a while the droids malfunction if it means they don't have to take out the trash, which I thought was interesting because it was like close to making a commentary on the world, on yeah. the planet, but then it was like, no, it's fine. I mean, that's part of the Star Trek thing about this episode. This episode seemed very Star Trek. Go to a different planet. There's some sort of political commentary, some allegory, and, uh, you know, you wrap things up. Again, that was It was like a little tiny little bow, but not really, yeah. but kind of, yeah. You know, I do. Uh, one thing I did enjoy was how he wasn't an imperialist. He was a separatist. And again, I just like all the, I like little comment, like comments like that, that you kind of feel like got forgotten. But no, it's like, they remind you, it's like, no, there are still like separatists that are around. I enjoyed when he also mentioned Dooku as well. So it's just little 
cameos, little mentions like that just make me happy. Just make me happy. And I think it was also yeah. refreshing that he wasn't an imperialist. Like, no, he's a separatist. So, um, I don't know. Famously, I don't care about the Clone Wars. Um, so what does a separatist mean? And also, what was he doing? Was he just trying to fuck shit up, like, just to be a dick? That that was what I will say. I did not get his real reasonings for why he felt the need to do it as a separatist. Basically, it was... I honestly don't even remember what a separatist fully is either. They okay. just wanted to be separate. <laughs> they, they just wanted to be separate from the Empire and be... Um, uh, it's pre-empire. That's that's yeah, the pre-empire. So, yeah. So we know that like the the republic is is on at the same time, right? There's a republic, yeah. uh, and then the empire. The republic turns into the empire, but the separatists tried to, like you know, not ha- be overseen by the republic, yeah. uh, even before the empire. So yeah. they were on their own. They were on their own. Yeah. Path. Now they did ally themselves, as far as I remember. Somebody else, feel free to to correct me now they allied themselves with the trade federation so the separatists like trade federation is also uh in kind of an alliance with the separatists and then there's like there's a robot or like a cybernetic also faction politics of it's also star part wars of are very again it's it's very easy to just be like rebels empire or new order or whatever but again yeah. but i will say little things like that that was like oh yeah it's like a little reference to the clone war and like okay cool count dooku i know who that is yeah yeah what that's was interesting uh is that they they chose not to say anakin's name sure did sure did why i have no Let's idea don't say satine's name Right, but like Bo Katan shot him before he could say he Anakin's said name. the Jedi Enforcer. Yeah, the Jedi Enforcer. Yeah, which is he about to say Anakin's guy? Like it's the only person who could have been. He yeah, because he's the one who killed Dooku. Christopher Lord's character was a Dooku fanboy. I don't know, maybe in theory, I don't know, headcanon theory, she couldn't stand to hear Anakin's name because that reminded her of Obi-Wan, which reminded her of her sister. I don't know. That's my exhaustive theme. Or also, like she said, she's like, I hate politics. Yeah, or she thought that maybe he was going to say Obi-Wan. I don't know. Or she just had enough of him monologuing. I also was confused because I thought that when he went to stand up, I thought he hit the button already. So I thought the button was a fake out. I thought it was a big fake red button. And they were going to let him push it and nothing was going to happen because his hand hit it. His hand like pushed it on him on the way to stand up. But I think maybe I just, that was a random Probably. thing that I noticed. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, just to clarify, the separatists are known as the Confederacy of Independent Systems. They want to be independent, right, from the, from the Republic. But they consist of the Commerce Guild, the Corporate Alliance, the Galactic Republic's slash rim faction the intergalactic banking clan retail caucus techno union and trade federation oh they said techno union this episode see i'm oh, okay. too dumb for, for the rebels. i just want rebels and empire and that's as far as my brain can extend I'm i like-, like the fact that there's a third <laughs> there's like a third party thing going on i do i do like it because again it is it does Prequels is definitely a lot more of an intense 
social commentary of like what like when you get into that stuff it's like a super intense social commentary regular star wars vietnam commentary but that is like really intense like third party all of that type of stuff which again this is why i'm not going to become a politician because just listening to that broke my brain you know i i think it's kind it mirrors what is going on in andor where the rebels are also multiple clans before they get together to be one rebel alliance they're called the rebel alliance that's what people forget like Mm. Right. And so alliance of what? There were different rebel, there's Saw Guerrera's group and, and whatnot, right? There's a lot of different groups in Andor um that have to come together. And so this is kind of very similar thing. Uh, um I think this just episode was just for fun, right? Like this was just kind of a Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think this was like in its own way, kind of getting back to the old Mandalorian format where we go on like an adventure of the week that leads us a little bit forward in the plot, right? The majority of this episode was a fun buddy cop adventure with Din and Bo-Katan. And then by the end, we have a massive movement in the plot, right? They're all now, I'm assuming, willing to follow her because she has the Darksaber, right? So we did a little quest to get us to the plot. Perfect. That, that, that's like season one Mandalorian, right? Season two, right you know so i think kind of uh yeah i i liked it i think it felt weird because it's not what we've gotten this season stuff this season has been so big picture and so kind of a little bit disjointed in what it's trying to do that i think going back to this was like a back to the basics type episode Mm -hmm. and i found it delightful okay i definitely will say i feel like season three has been really hard for me to get through I feel like I really had to like sit down and like pay attention. But this episode, actually, I I didn't feel like I was forcing myself to, you know, I, I, I was, I was really enjoying it. You know, I definitely was. I, and I think what you said is true. It's because it feels like it's getting back to like that Mandalorian formula, but then that kind of just makes that made the show just so much fun and like iconic and what it is today. I feel like, you know. And a, a droid bar. I yeah. didn't click, click when they said it, when they were like, it sounds like a droid bar. And I was like, well, it was a, bo- it, it is kind of a bar, right? Okay. It's a bar that's on a droid. And then I was like, oh, a droid bar. Oh, they're at a bar. It's like a bar. And I was like, I'm, it took way too, it took longer than I would care to admit to be like, oh, a bar, bar. Maybe it's because I don't, maybe it's because I don't drink alcohol. So that I was like, oh, right, bars. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure yeah. out if any of those droids in the bar were cameos. Uh, one of them is the Star Tours droid. Oh, that little thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That funny the, looking thing? Yeah, that's now the DJ at uh, Ogus Cantina. Oh, okay. Um, the C-3PO looking dude who's not C-3PO. The blue one? No, yeah. no, no. The I was going to say the like two droids silver. at the start the black uh one the two black droids the my first thought in my head was okay that's goth R- uh, rtd2 and c3po yeah they looked so my, cool. that was my that was my immediate first thought i was like okay so that's just goth rtd2 and c3po my They're first cool. thought are the two that are in dr afro's comic mm-hmm. uh blue have you read dr afro's comic i've seen stop like i've seen discussions about it i haven't read it just because it's like it is that type of thing where it's like, I know 
so much. If I just get into that one level, I think I'll be overloaded. Because if you like, there's just there's so much. Okay, there's there's yeah. too much going on. I just feel like that'd be up your up your alley. I should you know? I should because I I do really enjoy it, but also at the same time, um, yeah. It's gonna push like the Pythagorean theorem out of your brain. Yeah, if <laughs> yeah. You consume yeah. one more comic book. <laughs> Listen, it's like because I already know so much about like Star Wars legacies and things like that, like the freaking discontinued series that you know Disney destroyed for no good reason. It's like I have so much about that. I have so much about like all this other stuff about Rebels, you know, that nobody else cares about apparently except for Sarah. I care you know? about Rebels. <laughs> Hold on. Again, so it's just like if I find out one There's more There's my thing. Sabine helmet. We love to see it. There it we is. We love to see it. <laughs> but no, like, again, if I if I read one more piece of media, I think I might explode. But I, I will watch a... You can tell me about it, and I will always listen. <laughs> I will listen to the audiobook of it. There's, a, there's two droids that are, like, death droids. And one's, like, an R5 unit, and then the other one's, like, a C3 whatever unit. And, like, they're kind of, like, the alternate versions of C-3PO and R2-D2. And that's just kind of what it reminded me of. That is fantastic. What, um, what were we saying, Blue? That is fantastic. I love it. At, at, one point, at what point during this mission did you stop to go, wait, did they leave Grogo with Lizzo? Because I didn't... Did they say they were going to leave him there, or did I miss that? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even I, I realize they, he was uh, he was gone. I it really didn't click until we got like the photo, like them going, like when we saw we went back to them, and then I was like, oh, he just left his kid. He was like, you know what? You'll be fine. You'll be safe. Yeah, I would let Lizzo babysit my child. Um, oh, immediately. Yeah, I. So my notes are: Din just wants to kick droids damn this droid is fast and then did they leave grogu with lizzo <laughs> those that's yeah. the, that's my thought process i loved i loved thought all process. the din bow bickering of like we tried it your way let's stop kicking them and try to talk to them um loved right. that and then we get to the bar where we get that very uh very touching speech from that droid bartender that reminded me yeah. a little bit of the shining but still delightful like I thought that was very heartwarming. Yeah. Uh, speaking about heartwarming, the thing that happened before that is talking to the Ugnaughts. Mm. That was, just again, that was wonderful. Yeah. It just reminds me that Quill is gone, right? Like, that sucks. I liked him in season one. When he died, I was... Uh... It was tragic. Yeah. Mr. Plow says, what Lizzo song started playing in your head when she showed up on screen? About it's about time. damn time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know I'd been waiting for Lizzo and Jack Black to be a power couple in Star Wars, but then once it was yeah. on my screen, it was everything I'd ever wanted. Yeah, and, and it made so much sense. And I was not going to lie, I was waiting for them to like start like belting out into like a duet or something. Like I really was. And yeah. I wish they had. Because it's, I wish that they had. I like over over so the iconic. over the end credits, or like as a if it's not like a post credit scene, there's got to be footage somewhere. But also, there was a lot of flute music happening, so I'm wondering huh. if that was a nod to Lizzo, or if she played the flute on any of those songs, um, or if it was just a little fun Easter egg. 
Um, yeah. Also, I thought she did great. I thought she yeah. did a great she job. did fantastic. She didn't do perfect. Was, like she wasn't. But perfect. it was good. Yeah. But it was good for like and, obviously she's not an actress, but it's like for yeah. her like that character, it was good. It was fun. Yeah. It was perfect. You know. And the uh, and the, the her being a scene partner with Jack Black, I feel like that helped a lot, right? Because he's always a little out there. So yeah, it, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like nobody talks the way they talk in Star Wars. So uh, <laughs> you know, Jack having Black to say said, those lines, saying, right? Pro, like his running joke was like. I, I did it. It was me. I, I, uh, it was, it's part of the program. 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 Right? Yes. The program. Uh, he also had the best line I've ever heard, which I rewound to make sure I heard it right, which is, I hope you like secretions. Oh, yeah. That's how he offered Dan a drink. He said, I hope you like secretions. I, I saw that in the subtitles and then I was like, I, I'm not going back for this. I feel like, Jack Black just said that to say like that just feels like something he said I feel like that was not in the original script and yeah. he just decided to say it I really do think so yeah can I just say too I was there were so many times where I thought I knew it was happening in this episode and I didn't because I was expecting like when she pulled them away to like quietly talk I was like oh the droids are like taking them hostage that's what's happening no the droids are actually fine by the way like I thought it was right. gonna be like there's a droid resistance you know, it's like little things like that. I thought that like Lizzo and Jack Black weren't actually going to be in love. But then they're like, no, we actually are in love. This is actually a very functioning society. It was kind of, it was like refreshing. I liked it. It was cute. It, mm-hmm. Again, it kept me on my toes. Maybe some people are going to be like, oh, well, it would have been better if it was like more deep. But it, again, it was just fun. It was a fun episode. And I liked it that way. Yeah, I can already hear the like, Disney's ruining Star Wars. Why is Lizzo here? I can already yeah. hear it. Yeah. Uh, Lizzo is going to get, and just because we know the internet, Lizzo is going to get way more hate than Jack Black. People are going to question why Lizzo's there. People are not going to question why Jack Black's there. And Christopher Lloyd, don't forget him too. Oh, yeah. They're going to be like, well, he's Christopher Lloyd, so it's fine that he's there. I'm like, really? Are you sure? Are you sure it's not just because you hate? What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I thought, yeah, I thought she was delightful. She was. She was like, again, it was, it was Star Wars. It was Star Wars. It was just, it was, it was great. It was like camp. It was fun. It was great. She fit into that, you know, like little world they built like really well, you know? It was super campy. Yeah. Speaking about super camp, the Mandalorians had <laughs> set up camp right outside the, uh, that was good. The establishment, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The domes, right? They were what were they called? Super domes? Were they what were they called? They were called yeah, it was like their super dome or something like that. Yeah, they something dome, right? It's called a um, biodome. Basically, yeah, it reminded me of when I made a biodome for like biology class, and then you like let them like the ants live in there, you know. I never did that. But I always yeah. it always reminds me of the Simpsons movie because my daughter loves that movie where they put the dome over them. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why I don't she know loves that, that movie one. so much. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So um, I'm trying to think if there's really anything more because this this episode just wasn't that deep. Bo fights Axe. Mm-hmm. Axe, right? Yeah, Axe. I and... love that she's like, let's have a duel. And it's like, oh, oh, right now. Oh, we're starting immediately. Like, just, yeah. she just jumps at him. <laughs> yeah. 
she was like she was like she was hardcore for that no she's like you know what if you're gonna question me let's go let's just do this right now yeah and it really yeah, does and- reinforce like she is a true mandalorian she really is and then axe gets i want to say a little bit racist when he's like he has the dark saber and he like he's not even he from here like yeah. he's not even doesn't even have any mandalorian blood and i was like okay buddy that's yeah. gross which again, it does it does mirror though that's like there is such like a there's always been such an extreme division between the Mandalorians and the only way now for them to actually come back together is for like these all these different tribes to work together. It really is the truth. And again, um, one thing I really hope to see is again there's a great opportunity for Sabine to come back is to introduce again more just clans of Mandalorians because Jin said it himself they're all over the place. It's not just you know his little cult and it's also not just Bo-Katan's little group they're everywhere because that's always how they've been we just have to find them you know yeah I mean that's the goal right we're gonna we're gonna I feel like we're just gonna see the lost tribes of Mandalore and it's it's gonna be Avatar it's they're gonna be there's gonna be the water tribe there's gonna be the mountain tribe and that's a lot of Mandalorians there was a lot of Mandalorians in that group Mm -hmm. and they have ships so we can finally get the covert some ships, because uh, they don't have any ships. They do not. They just have those jetpacks that get like three well, miles per gallon. Apparently, I don't know, but that's what they said last week. They said they don't have any ships. Watching uh, today. I think they use public transportation. <laughs> the bus from that one episode. Yeah, remember when he when he checked the dark saber in the luggage on the episode of Boba Fett? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm assuming they all. Yeah, they all took a took a little transport. Yeah. Uh, what do we think is going to happen? We got two more episodes in the season. What's going to happen next episode or the following episode? How? Where is this season? The ending going? is going to. No I'm idea. sure, like the the finale is going to reveal. You know that Moff Gideon. You know he's alive. That's what obviously it's leading up to. I feel like, but I bring him in the last two episodes feels like something. This just feels like it feels cheap, especially with Giancarlo Espinosa. That feels just very cheap. So I would, I feel like we'll actually see him at like for like maybe a minute at the end of the last episode. That's what I'm thinking. If they do that, it'll also mirror what happened in season one because that's kind of how it was in season one. We really only saw him in the last episode of season one, right? We kind of heard yeah. about him, um, but then we finally got him. I feel like we're going to have one more like outing to find more Mandalorians. Because now the idea is, if these guys are on board, are they going to take them back to Navarro right away or just give them the coordinates and go off to find another group of Mandalorians? Because that's the whole thing, right? Is She knows where these guys were. But what do yeah. they have any leads on any more Mandalorians? No. You know who might know? Sabine. Sabine. She sure might. Oh. I have a thought, and that is, I think Axe Woves and his people are responsible for breaking Moff Gideon out. I think they were hired, but hired by who? Someone more powerful than Moff Gideon. I think we're going to get introduced to a villain that's not Moff Gideon that broke Moff Gideon out with the help of the Mandalorians. I was thinking, I'm like, are the Mandalorians being set up? But honestly, like, I did not think about that because you did. They did say, like, for the right price, we will do something. So actually, you know, right. that right. You have points. Uh, you have points. So I've been consuming a lot of uh, 
people talking about the Mandalorian over the past week. Um, and the theory that I have landed on is my favorite theory is that there is an Imperial remnant on Mandalore mining for Beskar. Um, which is why the Beskar was shitty and like got stuck in the ship. Like how would a piece of Beskar get stuck in a ship if you're using Beskar armor? Like how would that happen? Um, uh-huh. so make sense too. But... They're sending out the rumor that Mandalore is, you know, uninhabitable because they're mining Beskar there. They're forging it not very well. And that's why the weapons that they use kind of messed it up. Right. Um, that's where I'm, I'm at. But uh, I don't, th- with only two episodes left, I don't really understand how no. we're going to get to where we need to get. I mean, there's people that are like, maybe it was Thrawn. And I'm like, I cannot, I cannot imagine that in an hour and a half, we're going to get Ezra and Thrawn are still, people who haven't seen Rebels don't know what they're talking about. Because if they know, they know that Ezra and Thrawn are currently lost together. So you know what? How would Thrawn? Yeah, they're a couple. Like, yeah, they're currently dating. Um, <laughs> it's like, how would Thrawn have been able to escape and then have all this time to then build back up himself um, and then all of a sudden come back to being this really important person in the Empire? It's not Thrawn. I'm sorry, guys, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. I I just love, people just love that guy. Thrawn. They do. And again, they've <laughs> always loved him, which again, I get it. Him. But it's like, people, y'all gotta... <laughs> y'all gotta calm with the heart on for him please he's not the answer right. to everything i feel like that's what always what people say it's like it's thrawn it's thrawn i just feel like it's because normally i would say i do think so but i feel like because we're setting up so much for ahsoka. for ahsoka and we've already heard him mentioned in the mandalorian in the ahsoka episode that i think if you get a mention of him it wouldn't be weird yeah because you've already um I have yeah. no idea what's going to happen in the next two episodes other than they. I I think they're just going to re- uh, reveal the new villain in that final episode. That's what I think. You know. We don't know. Otherwise, I don't know. Like, what's the point of this season? season? It felt very filler season. It felt like yeah. it was setting up the next season. Like, that's what it really felt like. It felt like a filler season. And that's yeah. the same, that's kind of the same thing with season one, where season one set up uh moff getting is the bad guy because he wants grogu and then it became season two we're trying to get grogu to to the jedi because he's a jedi so it was like a two it was like a two season arc right we're getting familiar with grogu we're fighting gideon who wants him but we eventually want to get him to uh to luke and then I think this is the same thing, but it's uniting Mandalore or retaking Mandalore. Obviously, you're not going to retake Mandalore. You know, it took us to episode five to be like, we're going to go find more Mandalorians. We're not going to go find all the Mandalorians in three episodes. So I think what we have to do now is if the vision now is reunite the Mandalorians or retake Mandalore, then the big bad has to be in opposition to that. So there has to be something going on that's going to either keep the Mandalorians from reuniting or keep them from retaking Mandalore. Yeah, Dentodger714 is pretty set on it being Moff Gideon's return. But I don't know. I think there's a bigger bad out there. I think Moff Gideon is returning, but I think it's going to be, there's got to be a bigger bad behind him. Because who broke, 
So if if they were hired to break him out, someone yeah. had to hire them. Someone, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I want to say the name because I absolutely, again, I hate the sequel series with every fiber in my being because of the whole oh. Snoke stuff. But again, that was like the whole point of the cloning was because they were going to do it for like Snoke or whatever. So again, I'm not going to, I would not be surprised if they're tr- going to try and come back into the, go back into the, oh, well, they're trying to like recreate Snoke. So they're all doing this stuff and it's all for Snoke. I'm hoping that's not what happens. But if it did, I would not be surprised because Snoke is like the cop out card they want to use to remind us that the sequels happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's some key things to think about, you know, and I think only watching the final two episodes of the season will give us a idea. Do you guys feel like you can't really comment that much on a season by like one episode or two or three or whatever? Like you got to wait for the whole season to be over, to be able to comment on the season. Yes. I feel that way. Okay. At the point we are at now, the Should last be able two to episodes comment on the season? could not redeem the season for me. Like, yeah, no. it wasn't a bad season, but it was a season for me where it's like, I did not find myself feeling the need to watch it the very next day or stay up super late to watch when it came out. I did not feel like this eight, like urgency to see the episode. I didn't feel, you know weird yeah. going on like i didn't feel like oh if i go on tumblr if i go on tiktok i'm gonna get spoiled mm-hmm. you know right which was kind of sad it was i still enjoyed it but i did not feel that agency to watch it and again i'm just very much fe- i i believe in a five season rule where a show should only have like five seasons max so uh-huh. i'm just i fear the mandalorian is going to have what i call the supernatural effect where all that we get like <laughs> 10 seasons and then we're all sick of it you know i mean yeah we, we get sick of it but right now that many seasons of Mandalorian sounds fun. I don't know. Right now. Until we regret it later, you know. Until we're on season 12. Yeah. yeah. But that's just something to think about. Uh, I want to thank everybody out there for watching. Duck Dodger 714, Mr. Plow, everybody else. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash show or youtube.com slash show. Um, or if you're listening to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio and now Stitcher. Um, our social media is at TikTok on Instagram and TikTok primarily. Those are the two big ones. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, of course, but TikTok and Instagram are big ones. Before we get going, Sarah, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Hello, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Ms. Underscore Marauder. Um, we just wrapped up WonderCon, so we still got lots of WonderCon uh, pictures coming out over on Instagram. And then documenting the next big build uh, for Evie, which is going to be Hawks from My Hero Academia. Tiny Hawks. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to Anime Las Vegas at the end of this month. Uh, we're going to go meet Troy Baker in our Last of Us cosplays. Um, very excited about that. So, yeah, we have about one con a month coming up until uh, until summer. So, uh we're hoping to have, yeah. So if you want to see the process of making a Hawks cosplay for a six-year-old, go on over to the Instagram. It's getting wild. I cut out 130 feathers out of foam the other day. So we're getting there. That is fantastic. That is true parenthood. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Blue, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? 
You can always find me at crybabyblue without the E uh, at the end of blue on Instagram and on TikTok. And we're attempting to get a new username. We are. Every single time, though, that I try to get a new one, it's always taken. So one day we'll figure that out. I just got off vacation, but I have several scripts written up. And Across the Spider-Verse is coming out soon. So we're going to be talking a lot about the different Spider-Men as we count down, especially Mayday Parker, because we got a lot to talk about with her being in yeah. the new movie. That, that yeah. trailer added like five years to my life. Oh, absolutely. It, it renewed absolutely. my passion. Listen. And absolutely. the Barbie trailer. It really and the Barbie trailer. And the Barbie so trailer. Good. And the Barbie trailer. The Barbie trailer, yeah. like those two of those together, I have a will to live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Blue, sorry. Did you say uh, Crybaby Blue? Also, you, you say it's without <laughs> the E, but it's also an I instead of a Y. I know. Okay. On the cry, on the cry, but not on the baby. The baby has make, a lot. I'm gonna. You're gonna. I'm gonna make me start crying right now. That's what's gonna happen. Dimitri See, yeah. is too early to be having this discussion right See, now. I, when <laughs> when she when she said it, I was like, when you said without the e at the end of blue, I was like, there's no other e. That's the only e you're talking about. I was like in my head spelling it out. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I don't. It is I'm, two. It is two a.m. It is. It is. Let's call it. Let's. We'll call it at this point. Uh, thank you, everybody out there for watching. Once again, TikTok and Instagram at the Keeg Show. Uh, we also got a Facebook and Twitter, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Patreon.com/slash the Keeg Show. If you want to give back to the to uh, the Keeg, uh, we got a couple of different shows with the Keeg. Uh, this is the Mandalorian After Show. It's every Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, obviously every Thursday afternoon slash evening we got comic talk where you might see blue pop up once a month because that's what happens with blue blue likes to uh, pop into comic talk once a month yeah comic talks every thursday and then we got the key talks uh, roughly every weekend the schedule's out of whack right now and uh uh i'm moving to a new apartment and everything and so um yeah things are wild right now but definitely definitely stay tuned for that um other than that, yeah, thank you guys so much, uh, everybody out there for watching. Thank you, uh, both Sarah for being my co-host and Blue for being an awesome guest. Thank you, um, Rob. Of course, of course. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the Mandalorian After Show for Season 3, Episode 6. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.